I'm Jordan Ferguson. And I'm Kate McKinnon. And you are listening to the Geek Down Podcast. Podcast, the show where two friends and fellow nerds sit in front of microphones to try and figure out where their fandoms intersect. My name is Caitlin McKinnon. My name is Jordan Ferguson. This is episode... 177. 177, just like heaven. It's been a long time. It's been too long. We shouldn't have left you <laughs> without a podcast to step to. Step two. Step two. <laughs> friends, we're back. We are back. We're back and... Flying free, as Batty says in Fern Gully. Back at it. And Caitlin? Yeah. None of the preamble. Let's just get that out of the way. Okay. We can get back to it later if we want. Cool. Before we get into any of anything, yeah. I have a very important question. I know what's coming. I have to know, Caitlin. Yeah. I'm thumping the table. I have to know. Yeah. And you're the only person who can answer this question for me. Okay. Caitlin McKinnon. Yeah. You ought to be fucking. Um, well, they're, they're species. Explain. Okay. <clears throat> so, first, I, we need Y'all, to- the Mandalorian's here. <laughs> If you haven't seen The Mandalorian, <laughs> Caitlin, go away. Caitlin is The Mandalorian. She's the only one who can explain I it am, to me. I am The Mandalorian. Um, if you haven't seen it and you're like, ah, spoilers, ah, go away. And come back and like, ah, I'm going to say like 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Settle in, y'all. Yeah. Okay. So, first of all, nobody knows anything about Yoda species. They okay. don't know the name of the species. They don't know where they're from. Because forever, it was just... It was him. It was Yoda, right? No. And then there was like oh, one yes. shot in like a prequel of like a couple other like Lady Yoda. No, 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 no. just one, just one. I can't remember her name. I always want to. It's like Yada or something. I. It, that's not it. But Chris is going to be listening to this, going like, I. You know what this <laughs> is. Um. Anyways. Oh God, please. <laughs> yeah. They're coming. Yeah. Um. Uh. It's going to probably hit me later. But um. She was in but there. But two, just two, just two, and they're both force sensitive. So, as you know, if you've seen The Mandalorian. A baby, I'm going to just call it a baby Yoda. I've baby been, Yoda. I've been just calling what everybody's, baby Yoda. What everybody's calling it. Yeah. It's not baby Yoda because the timeline is, it doesn't match up. And they say it's 50. Yes. So, baby Yoda. Um, And it is, the baby is also force sensitive. Yes. Um, Which I was, I was thinking maybe that was the case. I was very excited uh, when they indicated that with the wound coming to drive. Well, the wound and then like. When he stops the fucking rhino or something, and yeah. I'm like screaming at the television, being like, "He's getting tired, <laughs> kill it! He's a baby! Fucking help him!" Um, we'll get into like an actual opinion about the Mandalorian okay. in a little bit, but for now, yes, you ought to yeah. be fucking no. Uh, possibly, yeah, or maybe they're hatched, or maybe they're grown from the force, or maybe they're buds. Like <laughs> nobody knows, but they obviously they have a species, and they are from some planet. Um, but it's nice. It's actually really exciting to know more about this species we didn't know anything about. So all that is to say, yeah, it's just a banner day in the culture or our avenue of it, mm-hmm. because we've been talking about it forever. Yeah, I believe, I believe the first mention of Disney Plus happened within the timeline of this podcast. Like yes. I feel we started this yes. podcast before they mentioned that it was a thing. It was just rumored, and then it was a thing, and now it's here. Yeah. Disney Plus is here, y'all. Yeah. And, and you all went out and bought it because they got like 10 million like, registrations on like the first yeah. week. Yeah. I was like, frankly, disappointed it took Caitlin a whole like 48 hours to hit me <laughs> up with the like, 
hey, yeah, Chris and I got Disney Plus. You need uh, you need access? And I was like, I already have it. <laughs> You're like, I've already got it. My man <laughs> come through with the Crave <laughs> hookup and the <laughs> Disney Plus hookup. So even I watched The Mandalorian. Yeah. Caitlin? Yeah. The show was so weird. Um. Yeah, and it's... So I'm gonna. So I am obviously here for it. Yes. Because I'm all for. You want to get weird with Star Wars? Go ahead. Yeah. As someone who, perhaps, would you say your taste in Star Wars is a little more pure? No. 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 You like weird Star Wars? Oh, I love weird Star Wars. So you like the Mandalorian? Yeah. Well, think about Star Wars originally. Originally, Star Wars was fucking weird. Yeah. It was. It basically it was Flash Gordon, which is really weird. It's <laughs> magic in space. Um, and I like magic in space. <laughs> Um, so I'm actually really the person to talk to who is like lives and breathes Star Wars, who knows so much Star Wars trivia. It's actually stunning. It's senior correspondent Chris. Mm -hmm. And as he said it, why couldn't they have done this a long time ago? Why did they have to do stories about things we already loved? Give us new stories. It's a huge galaxy. It's a huge galaxy with thousands of people. People love Mandalorians. I was about to be like, I think they tried that. No, they really didn't. <laughs> they no. really didn't try that. They no. did a solo movie. They did Rogue One was maybe the closest but even then, to it, it, but it was still so tied to the original Exactly. Stuff. Even Rebels, right? Rebels had all new characters, but it was still... And we, people who love Rebels, love Rebels because it's a new set of characters and given us new lore, but it's still so connected. Um, in this case, it's... People who you think are showing up, it's actually not them. Like, at one point we thought Bosk was there, but we're like, no, it's just one of the other lizard guys, right? <laughs> like, there's a, just a group of them trying to kill the Mandalorian. Um, like, you'll see some Jawas. You get a, yeah. you get a little baby Yoda, but that's... I don't know why it took me, like, an episode and a half to be like, oh, this is just Lone Wolf and Cub. Um, yeah. <laughs> which also falls in line, because he was basically... George was basically trying to do, like, samurai shit, like... Yeah. With Star um, Wars. So, um, and storytelling is good, um... People love the Mandalorians. They have a really interesting, cool, almost samurai-like culture, right? Um, when he uh, gets his, like, the piece of his armor, right? right? Like, And there's so many small things, like um, the weapon he uses, that's from the Christmas special. <laughs> I think that's the only time it shows up is the, is, is the Christmas special. That spear gun thing? Yes, that, um, like, Boba Fett has. Mm. Um, there's a couple of other things mentioned in this, in the TV show that's only mes- mentioned in the Christmas special. No, don't go watch it. <laughs> I am saving you. Um, and I think it was just, it's fun and weird and f- like good storytelling and you don't really know what's going to happen next. But at the end of an episode, you're like, that was too short. And that's what you want. Honestly. And that's perfect. Honestly, I might not have gotten to it until I first started hearing like some of the early reviews on like the Chris and Andy show and stuff. Mm-hmm. And they were like 38 minutes. And I was like. Yes, please. Yeah. I will definitely sign up for 38 minutes. And I had the benefit to where, because I waited a few days, like the second was already up. I think it's going to be like a Friday show. Yeah. It's going to, they're going to go weekly with it. Um, and I got my two. I was like, you know what? That's good. Yeah. I'd like to see baby. I'd like to maybe see some more baby Yoda. It's adorable and made in a fucking lab. Oh like, my God. It, like the, even it trying to walk. Oh my God. And they're eating the frog. Yes. Like I was just like, ah. Baby Yoda. And honestly, I mean, shouts. I mean, when we knew the premise was. Pedro Pascal in Boba Fett costume protecting a baby. We were like, oh, protecting the baby. That'll be cool. We, we were did not, not prepared. No, we, we were not prepared. We did not think this was coming at all. No. Um, it's interesting, though, and we're going to kind of be all over the place here, friends, because this just kind of came up organically in my head because it's something I've been thinking about in regards to uh, the best show 
I have seen this fucking year mm-hmm. and continue to, yep. which is Watchmen. Mm-hmm. Holy fucking shit. Yep. Show's amazing. But if you don't know, <laughs> if you did prepared. not read the comic or see even see the movie, this show must be fucking impenetrable to you. And you must be like furious. Well, let's talk about weird shows. And I say this because, you know, you were mentioning, you just started rattling off all this stuff that, like, I would not have known anything about. And, like, I heard on the Chris and Andy show them liking it to, like, hard sci-fi and soft sci-fi. And, like, this is now hard Star Wars because it's like, hey, you ever wonder how money works? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. How do they pay for any of this? Yeah. Let's have a chat with Apollo Creed about uh, (laughs) the type of money he can (laughs) offer you or, you know. Like that sort of thing, or like how the politics of the bounty hunter code type of thing. Like, yeah, even finding out that like bounty hunt- hunting is struggling because there's no empire anymore, mm-hmm. right? And empire were putting out the most bounties, right? So like that that ec- economic situation that was even just like fascinating for us. We we're like, ooh, oh, like <laughs> like if the Bank of Bravos episode of Game of Thrones was your jam, <laughs> yeah. like you're here for this, yeah. Um, but yeah, like Caitlin rattled off a bunch of stuff. Like she knows about you know the whole like getting the metal plate thing. I was like, this means something. Oh I yeah, don't fucking no. There's Huge. no symbolism there for me, but for Huge you, you're too. like, Ugh. yeah. Um, I could go on about some other things too, but yeah. and I felt that way about Watchmen. Like, are you are you watching it? Are you keeping up with it? Oh or? yeah, no. I, and again, senior correspondent Chris, he's the one who's like, I'm like, oh yeah, I want to watch that. He's like, is it up yet? Do you think it's up yet? I'm like, no, it doesn't come out till Sunday. He's like, I'm just going to check. I'm like, okay, calm down. Because he, he read the comics. He was like, I always liked Watchmen, and I know how important it was to the comic book genre, or, you know, making, yeah, going yeah. from comic books to graphic but novels. Bang, boom, pow, comics aren't for kids type thing. Yeah, and just, and, and Alan Moore's storytelling and how important that was. Um, so for me, that's it's really interesting, because this feels way more than the movie. This feels like something i don't know if alan moore does approve of it but i, I, mean, I mean he wouldn't cop to it he doesn't even have his name on the credits at this no, point no. it's not even like the or the writer and dave gibbons it's just yeah. like characters based by created by dave gibbons yeah um but i mean even as surly as he is mm-hmm. i gotta think if somebody like strapped into a chair and made him watch this he'd have to be like he'd be like oh that, that's pretty cool you know you're doing something and like yeah. it makes something like doomsday clock that whole like you know mm-hmm Dr. Manhattan made the DCU type of thing. Yeah. That just seems so sad to me now yeah. and just pitiful. And yeah. <laughs> like, that's, that's the best you had? Yeah. DC? Yeah. Look what you could have fucking done with this. Yeah. Look at this. And again, this is an idea of like not relaunching something, mm-hmm. not retelling something, but continuing something, not having, I mean, technically, yes, of course, the Spectres, the, she's still there. But in a different form completely, taking a story and going, what would the world look like if this was how many years beyond this, right? right? Um, and using a different medium to do it. And I mean, the UCAN, there is a, you know, there's a fake PDpedia website oh, that fantastic. HBO put up. You can yeah. go, you can dive. It's PD's files. Mm-hmm. He's the history buff, right? So if yeah. you want to know what happened to the squid, I don't know if the show's ever going to show you, but like. You can oh, go yeah. on PDPD and find out what happened to the squid in the yeah. aftermath of the attack on New York and shit like that. And I like the not knowing. I really like... And I'm fine. Yeah. I don't yeah. need to, honestly, like, it's cool that 
Lori Blake is in it, mm-hmm. an older version of Lori Blake. Yeah. That's cool. That whole fucking episode with her in the phone booth and like her first emergence into and, the like episode. The fucking vibrator. I, yeah, I knew you were going to. Oh my God. I was like. <laughs> the fucking case with the blue light. And it's like, oh, oh what, what is, is it? it? She takes out a fucking dong. Like, yeah, I was like, this is amazing. <laughs> that is wild. Um, and I love that kind of stuff, right? I love it. Um, and I love the, I, I don't know the actress, uh, I can't even remember the character's name, but the main character. Regina King. Oh, love her. I think she's, think they casted that so well. Mm-hmm. She just, she. Well, she was in The Leftovers too. Like, I think Linda Love has got a real soft spot for her. And oh, okay. like, if he can get her, he will do what he she, needs to to get she's her. She's just <laughs> so good. I don't, I know I've seen her in things, but I can't pinpoint it. Oh, she, yeah, she's been in, she's, she's been around, it is. She's the epitome of, like, the grind. Like, she's been around right. forever. Yeah. And it's now, I think, people just started to realize, like, oh, shit, you're, like, amazing. Like, she was in Boys in the Hood as, like, a kid. She was in Friday. She played Ice Cube's sister. Yeah. Like Every scene she's in, she, I, I'm fascinated by, like, her facial expressions and the way she says things. And I also, I am really, really, ad, even just, like, admiring the writing of the show. Like, the dialogue mm-hmm. is, is written really well. I remember I was, like, listening to, so... The whole thing about the interesting thing about the Chris and Andy show right now is like Andy went off and made a show. Mm-hmm. He's like he was an observer and a, and a critic, and now he's like a creator. Like yeah. he adapted this novel for fun, mm-hmm. showed it around to some people, showed it to Sam Esmail, the guy who created Mr. Robot, who was a fan of his podcast, right? And would had been on the podcast occasionally. That's cool. And I think he worked up the nerve to just be like, "Is you be willing to look at this type of thing?" Yeah. This was years ago, and mm-hmm. Sam did, and it's like offered some tips, and then kept up with it and sam was basically like yeah let's make this and they sold it to usa and it's debuting it's called briar patch and it's coming in february i think but he was saying specifically the master class that the opening sequence the pre-credit sequence of the the last episode with madam lady true whatever her name is showing up it's like you in a writer's room sometimes you just write cool intro because you're just trying to figure out how to bring this character on stage in a way that's going to be memorable. Mm-hmm. And like from, I think her name's Hong Chao, the actor who plays her, like everything about that, the little like slice of life scene you get of the family. Yeah. And then this woman just storms in and says, we're going to talk for five minutes and like flips a, <laughs> flips an hourglass over and says, I want to buy your land. By the way, I made a kid for you. It's not just a kid. It's your kid. I took your stuff. Yeah. Just the and even the line of like, well, I'll just have to, I'll have to destroy it. (laughs) I'm just joking. joking. I'll find it a loving home. It's fine. Um, I just love that so much. But like Andy is just saying, like how floored he was watching it. It's like like you dream of having a way to introduce a character that you've never seen before and make them instantly memorable and making an audience want to figure out what makes them tick. And it's also it's something I noticed at the time, you know. The males get a little more antsy when they, it feels like heavy handed. And I, okay, maybe I'll give it, I'll give that to them. But you have a scene that is very important mm-hmm. to the overall narrative of this show. Yeah. Where an Asian woman, yep. a black woman, and an older white woman yeah. have a discussion yep. about where this is going. Mm-hmm. And it's so well written and so well acted. Sure, there was a little shot about like, you know, ladies on like Petey tries to come, but it's more of a shot of Petey being pathetic than it is about him yeah. being in his place on the totem pole than it is about him yeah. being a man. Um, but you had, you know, three women of diverse backgrounds and ages talking about very important things to the, the narrative of this show. Yeah. And it's just not a thing. No. 
it's that easy, y'all. Like, yeah, it's soups easy. Soups. Just take your character that you're like, hey, this character is a, a rough guy who's black and in his 40s. And just make it a lady. Just make it a lady. You can do it. Yeah, just fine. And just write it the exact same way. It just maybe don't have her pee standing up. Like, that's what it. <laughs> um, <laughs> wow. The line that, the, no, the scene that I, that uh, there's a bunch of scenes I love between um, the main character and her husband. Because it's actually oh, yeah, they, like they a have, loving, they a, supportive They have a great relationship. relationship yeah. Is when he tells the kids, there's no heaven. Oh my God. And it's just, there's no God. And just is basically like, no, well, you didn't exist beforehand and you don't exist after. As someone who wrote about that type of stuff in a book, yeah. to hear him break down like the Epicurean, like, yeah. well, Uncle Judd, was before he was born, he was nothing. Yeah. And then he was something. Yeah. And now he's nothing again. Yeah. Who wants pancakes? <laughs> who wants Who wants waffles? Oh, waffles. Oh, also, yeah. this was the first episode. I'm sure they've been doing it the entire time, but mm-hmm. like right after that scene, he goes over to the waffle maker and it's an overhead shot of him closing the waffle maker and then the fence post yes, latch coming up. They have been doing that. Quite I'm sure often, they've been yeah. doing it. And I'm like, oh my God, you're doing like the transitions from the comic in film and yes. just like a standing fucking ovation. Like yeah. you, you're just 360 degree double handed behind the back, behind the head, backboard breaking dunks like every fucking episode. I've never seen anything like it. So can I say something about the state of television? So after <laughs> y- yes. after Game of Thrones, everyone was like, oh, the golden age is over. Yes. I think this is the golden age. It's it's just... It's just new. We have more... We have more options. It's, it's interesting. I actually heard there's a writer who writes for Vulture or Forbes. I don't know who he get. He does interviews on Chris and Andy sometimes mm-hmm. and just talking about like... The differing sort of attitudes okay. here. Like, Apple is whatever. Yeah. Um, they have actually a couple interesting shows. I'm sure they're out, fine, but, but I mean, it's it's a, real, it's a weird move for them, and that's not their business. Like, yeah. Apple wants to sell the service. Apple wants you buying an Apple TV yeah. to watch your Netflix, to Throw watch your Disney HBO. Disney Plus Apple. <laughs> I mean, if you get Disney Plus app on your Apple TV, like, people go out, people go out and buy it. Yeah. Um, Amazon... You know, Amazon Prime is in service to other things. Yeah, like you, but you, nobody buys Amazon Prime for the the network. No. basically for the content, you're buying it for two day free shipping and and also the content <laughs> and Prime Day and whatever else. And then yeah. oh, also you get the music. You know, you get Amazon Music. You mm-hmm. get um, you know, you get Prime Video. You get some of the channels that are on there. That type of thing. Yeah, as well. And how really, like, Netflix is going to end up being the closest thing to, like, a traditional network because this is all Netflix does. Yeah. Though, and here's the other thing. Um, like, no one's... So everyone was like, oh, Netflix freaking out because everyone, you know, hopped on with Disney Plus and so they've, like, made this deal with Nickelodeon, apparently. Oh, yeah. But no one's leaving Netflix. And here's the thing. Having, I mean, I have not spent a lot of time with mm-hmm. Disney Plus. I've only had access to it for a couple of days. But I know as a male bachelor of a certain age yeah there's really not a lot there for me i'm gonna watch the mandalorian Uh, maybe i'll check out some of the marvel movies i missed and shit like that there are 30 seasons of the simpsons that i will while away a saturday with at some point yeah no i'm a big fat dynamo um (laughs) next up max power that's my next one i'm gonna i'm gonna hunt down he's the man with the name you love to touch caitlin (laughs) god but you mustn't touch 
You mustn't touch. I watched Beauty and the Beast. Did you? I was gonna say, <laughs> we'll get to how much you burned through in a minute, because I'm sure you just... But that's what I'm saying. Like, for you, yeah. oh my God, every Disney movie from when you were a kid is just there. Mm-hmm. Every Pixar movie. I made a joke about, like, oh, some Pixar shorts I haven't seen. And it's like, do you just want to sob all afternoon? I yeah. said, yes. <laughs> just, we do this for fun. <laughs> like, I haven't seen Bow yet. Let me just fire that up and weep, even though I'm not even Asian. I won't understand it, but... Oh, you will, though. Oh, you will. <laughs> um... But if you have children, yeah, this was a fucking day one. Oh, like yeah. this was a lock. Like and because from what I gather, like a lot of the original content that's on there mm-hmm. is for that demo. It's like you know those weird live action Disney XD type shows and things mm-hmm. like that. Like mm-hmm. so for your tweens and your kids, like and it's amazing. For adults <laughs> who uh, are also children on the inside and in their brains. But that's that's the lock and key. But for me and my interests, like Netflix is still going international. Yeah. They, you know, you need if, your, you need your global content. You go to Netflix. Right. If I want to see a show from Japan or a show from Germany, you know, I mean, you're not going to see dark on Disney plus. Like they're no. not going to go help make that and bring it over onto their service. You know, they're yeah. not going to, well, we'll get to them, but <laughs> <laughs> we get y'all. It's been like three weeks. We haven't even done chit chat or anything. Like it's just this, it was a, it's been a big time for content. Lately. It is. Like, it is. And so, you were saying there's like two ideas about like what's going on right now, mm. which is I'm guessing there's too much content. I one mean, of them. you just have to like it's about deciding what you want. Right. I guess like for me, Disney Plus really the Mandalorian is cool. Yeah. Um, I'm not a huge movie guy. But speaking of, let's just take a brief detour into recurring segment the worst thing i saw on the internet this week (laughs) great so excited it's not even like hateful it's just like you fresh in from the dodoy times like (laughs) hot off the press (laughs) someone tweeting like i think the adults are more excited for disney plus than the kids yeah, no shit. We have it's all you fools of... who uh, go out and make Marvel movies like bank a billion dollars in two weeks. Like now yeah. you get to watch them all whenever you want. Of course you're excited for it. Uh, and that was the worst thing I saw on the internet this week. Do you have to play it twice? Yes, Caitlin. It's a segment. It has an intro and an outro. Oh, okay. God, but yeah, it depends. But like for me, I was more. I get more like stunned into paralysis by Crave. Like I fire up right. Crave and realize that I have like I almost watched the fucking Gary Shandling documentary this week. Like. Because it was there. <laughs> it's like, look, there's like a four-part Wu-Tang documentary I need to get to. Like, Oh, my God. So... I even want to watch the four-part Wu-Tang documentary. Right? And then, on sorry, on Amazon, the toys that shaped it or whatever, they it, that, I think that has more episodes what? now. I think. It's on I think. Amazon or Netflix? Uh, Netflix. Sorry, I meant Netflix. So there's like a, so much out there. So when you're like, you need to catch up on this thing, I'm like, I will. And that then goes to the larger discussion that's always being had about the monoculture and, like, how Game of Thrones for Say what you will about that last season, and people will. I guess that was the news. What? The big news. Oh, That came yes. out while we were while we were on hiatus. Is yeah. That, D&D. A bunch of related stuff. I mean, there's no real news happening this week, but there's a bunch of stuff we never got a chance to talk to that happened while we were banked episodes or yeah. being worked until our bones were dust <laughs> by our employers. Uh, hey, y'all. <laughs> Shop Johnny at, works for Giants, so they're going to crush him into a soup. Shop at major Canadian retailer this holiday season. <laughs> um, but yeah, not only did uh, Benioff and Weiss exit their planned Star Wars trilogy, yeah, um, but 
the Game of Thrones prequel that was filmed. Yeah. They filmed a pilot. They paid the money. HBO said, nah. But we're going to put a series order immediately on this one that doesn't have a cast or a showrunner. Oh, they do have a showrunner. It's the Pochnik. It's the guy who uh, oh, okay. directs all the big like battle episodes. Right. You know, if you watch like Battle of Winterfell or whatever, and you're like, that was amazing. That was yeah. Miguel Sabotnik who directed that, and he's showrunning The Fire and Blood. And this is the one that George is officially on. Right. And the sad part is, the one they canceled was the one featuring and showrun by women. Yeah. Womp womp. Womp womp. <laughs> then they have Game of Thrones as a legacy to uphold here, so. Oh, God. Troublesome treatment of women. But yeah, that's uh, that was a really weird mm-hmm. move. And it's also, I mean, it's also underlying all this other stuff that's going on is just HBO being in a really weird spot spot because yeah. Game of Thrones was like the show of the last decade but it was a fucking weird fantasy show like it yeah. was genre like this yeah. is the network that brought you the Sopranos and like you know Deadwood and like just serious yeah shows well, now they have Watchmen <laughs> they have Watchmen they have um I did not watch... What the fuck was it called? The one where all the kids What's, were fucking each other. Oh, no. I didn't watch that one. Uh, U- Utopia? Europa? Zendopia? Don't, don't Zen- look at me. Zendiopia? This sounds like the worst show ever. It makes me very uncomfortable just to think about, let alone <laughs> watch. Like, I watched a John Oliver clip, and you've mentioned something about, like, the only thing I know about the kids is... I'm, I really... I'm just okay boomering myself out of the culture by not knowing the name of this show. <laughs> Take a moment and look that up. <laughs> And can we talk about OK Boomer? Sure, go ahead. Okay, so <clears throat> the fact... Makes them so mad, you The fact that people are, are, like, extra calling them out about getting mad about OK Boomer just delights me. Well, when constantly. the motherfucker said it was, like, the N-word of ageism, yeah. it's like, okay. Oh, you need sit, to just sit down. Calm down. Sit down. Calm down, Karen. You'll be fine. Calm down. Get the fuck out and go sit somewhere and have a latte and enjoy your six houses, Karen. It's called Euphoria, y'all. Oh, Euphoria. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it was something for John Oliver was doing a piece on like the kids, and he was like, "To the millennials out there, is it like Euphoria? Because <laughs> that's all I know is Euphoria. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it, that is terrifying." Yeah. Well, never watched it because yeah. I don't like drugs that much. So, yeah. uh, but they also have Westworld. They, again, another weird like sci-fi sci-fi show, mm-hmm. and also like. They're owned by, are they owned by Time Warner? Yeah, they must be because DC's owned by Warner and that's yeah. how you get Watchmen. And they're now going into like HBO Max. Like they're going to get their own thing. It's probably not going to affect Canada because HBO's already got the deal with yeah. Crave or whatever. But but in America, they're going to have HBO Max, which is like the Warner streaming service now. Yeah. And that motherfucker is going to be a beast because that's where Friends is going to end up. Yeah. That's where another, I don't think The Office is going to end up there. The mm-hmm. Office is going to end up on Peacock. But like neglecting the fact that... Friends being such a, like, major get but in I, 2019. I feel like, yeah, I feel like it. people can just, they're going to start streaming anymore anyways, that they're not going to, I don't but think. But that, that, that's the equivalent of, like, when I would put on Global on a Saturday afternoon and just let four episodes of The Simpsons roll on by. Yeah. Like, it's just, that's, that's the streaming equivalent of that. Yeah. Um, and as people cut the cord, they don't have, you know, Channel 50 to just play, like, four episodes of Modern Family between six and eight. I'm going to ask something that's going to be really silly, and I really should know this, but... I can't wait for this question, yeah. <laughs> Does... Do sports have a streaming service? It is... Sports. Posi- sports, y'all. Honestly, that's the great... That is the great unknown. And I've heard this mentioned a few times in discussions about the current era of television and how, like, streaming needs to figure out sports. Right. 
And the only one who has a shot is Disney because they own HBO. Uh, not HBO. ESPN. Okay. But also all your major sports have deals with major networks. Right. So Disney Plus can throw up in uh, ESPN Hub, but mm-hmm. it's going to have like darts or Billy Snooker. Like it's going right, right. to be the weird stuff you see on like a Tuesday morning on ESPN 4. Like yeah. that's what it's going to have. Or you're not. <laughs> you're not going to see like the Rams placing playing the Patriots. Do the Rams play the Patriots? I don't know the conference <laughs> they're in. Oh, she's so she's in pain right now. It's yeah, like it's, fine. it's like when I talk about Star Wars. It's not. No, I'm I'm no. It's you know what? Sometimes the Rams do play the Patriots. Sometimes 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 the Rams do it. Sometimes you drive a car with your feet. That don't make it a good idea. <laughs> sometimes the Rams play the Patriots. Sometimes it happens. Yeah. You big dummy. Um, uh, but yeah, like the NFL is locked down to a major network for God knows how long. Same thing with the NBA. Um, mm-hmm. But when those deals, when Disney chooses to start courting some of the major sports leagues, yeah, that's going to be... Most people keep cable for sports at this point. Like, yeah. It seems like if you if you have any sort of actual cable package... Mm-hmm. Or let, kids' ch- television. Or, or kids' stuff. But, I mean, Disney Plus kind of deaded that. Like, well, Disney Plus and Netflix. Like, there's Netflix no, Kids and Disney Plus. That's kind of deaded. Uh, I don't know. There's a lot of, like, Canadian content I really like that's still on, like, TVO. But I think you don't have to get... you don't. I think you can just always get TVO if you have, like, an antenna. <laughs> I, I think so, yeah. Why, well, you still got a Jones for Zabumafu? Like, you got <laughs> That's old. You're old. <laughs> it's a I was like in tight zone. I'm, this just makes it worse. <laughs> oh, dear. You know that hole you're digging? It's your grave. Damn, son. Did you miss her, y'all? I missed her. <laughs> Let's put a pin in updates. Let's reward the people okay. who have stuck through this, frankly, very coherent discussion about yeah, media content in the, in, the greater, in the greater world. Kate, yeah. do you have anything you want to share with the people? Uh, yeah, I'm getting married, so there's going to be a lot of marriage talk, <laughs> and I'll probably uh, ask someone to uh, shoot me in the face at some point. <laughs> so it's going well. Yeah. Well, we're late. Kate's getting married, y'all. We're late planning, so. We're late. Oh, because you had a date first, and now you're trying to double back? Yeah, we had a we had a date that was way in the future, and then I was like, oh, wait, that doesn't make any sense so now it's supposed to be in the summer but everywhere's like oh that's ridiculous you're supposed to you know plan 12 months in advance and i'm like i i can't <laughs> there's so much it sounds like what you would love more than anything though you have an excuse to plan 12 months in advance oh i have to well now it's not 12 months it's <laughs> like nine months and i'm like freaking out because all these venues are like, oh, yeah, no, we don't have dates until, like, next year in December. So after the earth burns. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it's I, – I, I've gotten myself organized, though. At first, I was just, like, flailing about, and it was – my mother-in-law, thankfully, was like, here, here are some things we can look at. Um, but I was like, I'm disorganized. And then I was like, you know what? It was, there was like a montage. It was like me like ordering like a wedding planning book for people on a budget, um, getting some binders. I was like hauling like supplies out of out of the office, and Chris was like, "I'm just gonna leave." He's like, "I'm just gonna tuck myself away into a corner. And let me know when it's safe to come out." Because I was like, I got like that sticky notes and like markers and printing out calendars and yeah. If you are trying. To get married and you're like i'm gonna die or drown in in all of this um get yourself a planning a wedding planning book this uh 
budget savvy wedding planning and organizer. Budget savvy wedding planner and organizer. Yeah, uh, is a good way to go. I did a lot of research, and this one was a good one. Kate, and, yeah, I have one other question. Yeah. I have two questions for you today. Okay, yeah. One was Yoda be fucking. Yeah. The other one, mm-hmm. and I'm only phrasing it this way for you. Yeah. Because I love you mm-hmm. so much, yeah. and I've missed you yeah. so much. Yeah, yeah. Your dumb, stupid, round face. Yep, that's it. Kayla McKinnon. Yeah. Are these nups going to be toit? Uh, I think they're going to be pretty toit. You got some toit nups? I think so. Um, I mean... Will these nups possibly become too toit? No. <laughs> these will be the perfect. These nups will be the perfectly acceptable level of toitness. Toitness, yes. Because I don't have any money. It turns out there's a direct correlation between toitness and, and liquid capital. Yes, it's true. Um, so really, I have to ask how toit Jordan's Japan trip is coming these days. <laughs> yeah. It might be the kind of toit when people are like, "Wow, they really skimped on X." And I'd be like, yes, it was tight. It was very tight. You know what? You, you all got camera phones. You don't need a favor to remember this day. <laughs> yeah. The fuck yeah. you need a little crystal dongle to hang that you're never going to look at again. I'm not paying uh, for that. I might do I might do um, uh, someone, a wedding actor, they did like a bulb that you could plant in something. Okay. And I might go I might go that route. Just, uh, just tell you what you told me the other time, the other way. <laughs> just make mix CDs for everybody. Yeah, I should. I should. Just burn mix CDs. I know people have done that, actually. Because I'm old, and that's what they did at weddings once. That's amazing. Here's the story of our relationship in song. <laughs> Gross. I'm never going to listen to this. Unless it was amazing and featured baby metal. <laughs> Your man's been listening to a lot of baby metal lately, y'all. Yeah. And speaking of nopes, decided that if he ever does get married, he's walking down the aisle to a violin cover of Return of the Mac. <laughs> it's actually really beautiful. Thanks, guy. <laughs> Um, there's your chit chat. Jordan has nothing to offer. Caitlin has kindly not pointed out how much of a hobo Jordan looks like right now. <laughs> uh, it's not that bad. It's I mean, you do have a bleach stain on your public enemy pretty, shirt. But... Well, that, that's been there for for nearly a decade. Um, I mean, let's not put too much into it, but your man has something considered a date when this is over today. That's really exciting. So, uh, there's going to be, I get this is my fucking... I gotta do some preening and look at these fucking things. My eyebrows preening. are. You could be a model. My eyebrows are ridiculous, y'all. Um, <laughs> do you know staff appreciation at major Canadian retailer this week? How many yeah. Herschel beanies does a person need? <laughs> Apparently two, because that's all what I already bought. I have a basket on the website right now. I may have to pull the trigger on. It's got some gifts for folks, but you know what else is in there? What else? A tripod selfie stick. A tripod selfie stick. Right for documenting the trip, y'all. Very important. If I'm sitting down at dinner and I want to like film a little something, something to me just talking. Here's here's your hem and ha. Okay. Kaylin's been getting off very easy on hem and ha. I have the past couple weeks. I've been giving her, giving her space. It's awful. Yeah. And I hate it. <laughs> he just wants to throw things at my <laughs> at my face. Just, it's like something happens every day, and I'm just. <laughs> do I need? <laughs> Not to, to find a point on it. But. Do I need a keyboard or keyboard case? For this iPad. I'm not bringing my laptop okay. on this trip. Yeah. There's really no point. It's yeah. heavy. Okay. Not really going to use it much. But mm-hmm. if I was going to do any writing, which I would like to try. Yeah. Um, as I process the experience, mm-hmm. I'm either going to scribble longhand, yeah. which I may lose patience for, or do I get a keyboard case for this thing and just like keep a Google Doc? By keyboard going. case, do you mean just like a case for it? No, like a case that also has a keyboard on it. You can close it and it protects the iPad, but then you can open it up and set it up and it becomes like a little mini laptop type of thing. Yes, you should. Well, let's add that to the the old Amazon wish list. Just ask for it for Christmas. 
Money's the best present, you told me. I, money is the best present. <laughs> I am a firm <laughs> believer in that. Try, try to hit up my parents, <laughs> my mother. Um, this is deep enough in the episode that, is that we're at 37 minutes. Yeah, if they do listen to this episode, they're not going to get this far. Um, <laughs> to just be like, hey, you know, it's it's the super sale at, at work. You know, they're very nice to us. Yeah. Not when they're grinding my bones into dust, but, you know, yeah. the membership has its privileges. Yeah. Is there anything that we carry that maybe you would want for Christmas? I think, you honestly, just you should just save your money for your trip. Like, well, noted. Yes. <laughs> but... Would you like anything? Mother, answer the question. A book? Maybe I could get you a book? She hits me up. Oh my God, yes. <laughs> the conversation started. Well, I hit her up with that. Yeah. You know, is there anything you would want? And then she hits me up with like, maybe you can help me solve the mess I'm in right now. I'm like, what? What? <laughs> You're like, no, this was not on the things uh, that I can buy at work. It's one thing. Yeah. It's <laughs> your, your mess is not, <laughs> is not on the bestseller list. Um, long story short, we know my mother is like the biggest reader I know. She's read, yeah. literally reads all the time. She has like two Amazon accounts. Okay. Um, and like a American Kindle. She's got like a Kobo to access like Canadian libraries and then like an American Kindle to buy ebooks on Amazon type of thing. Okay. And now apparently, I don't even know, I've never heard of this. It's something called Kindle Unlimited. Do you know about this book no. nerd? I suspect I it's some sort of like a subscription service like anything else where you pay five bucks a month or something and you get like, just all the books you can possibly shove in your face for. Right. What was that CD club from the 90s? Columbia House. It's like Columbia House? <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> 17 books for a penny. And then if you don't cancel, then immediately we're just going to drop a $47 copy of Grave Dancers Union by Soul Asylum on you. <laughs> Suck it, nerd. <laughs> My first CDs were from uh, Columbia House. And I'm pretty sure Grave Dancers Union by Soul Asylum was in there. <laughs> um, long story short, she screwed something up and changed the country on her, like, Kindle. Right. And now, like, she can't access something. I don't even know, because it's like, I'm not looking at the device. I'm 400 kilometers away. Right. I'm not looking at the device. I don't know anything about Kindles. Like, I don't... Yeah. That's literally like, did you try shutting it off and turning it on again? Like, that's this is the best I got for you. Ooh, like. Paris, I go. <laughs> I actually had to do that with our printer the other day. Ooh. And th- people thought I was joking. I was like, did you shut off and turn it on again? And they were like, no, haha. And I was like, no, no, no. That's actually what they tell you to do. And we did it and it worked. Honestly, we had a weird thing with a power bank, like multi, like 15 port uh, charging dock and? at work. And it's like, we kept plugging them in. It's like, nothing's charging. It's like. LOL. Let's try turning it off, turn it off, turn it back on again. And it worked. See, there you go. It does work. Power cycle, y'all. Anyway, chit chat break aside. So much content, y'all. So much. Caitlin McKinnon. Yeah. How much gargoyles have you watched now that it is readily available for you to put in your face? Only four episodes. Only four episodes. How much 1990s X Men have you put in your face? Only one episode. Only one episode. Wow. Yeah. Because you know what? This wedding is really getting in the way of your. It is. I was watching X Men. I went, you know what? And I looked at senior correspondent Chris and I went, I really want to watch gargoyles. (laughs) So we did. And it was great. Um, It's fantastic, actually. And Keith David is amazing. Um, we've also, not because of these things, have been watching a ton of Batman the Animated Series. That's not on there, is it? No, no, it's not. No, it's yeah, just Warner. a consequence, like, just because mm. there we had been watching. So, we're like, oh, Gargoyles was definitely 
a move to try and like compete with Batman the Animated Series. Oh, definitely. Yeah. So yeah, that's been really interesting. Um, I talked about all the Goliath toys I had. <laughs> well, different Gargoyles toys I had, but yeah, definitely Goliath. Um, and all the Biker Mice from Mars. Where's my Biker Mice from Mars, Phantom? Like, <laughs> just God. me and Victoria. It's be you on a you and Victoria <laughs> on like the last remaining Angel Fire message board. <laughs> Uh, scene correspondent Chris's idea of us having a website was to make a MySpace account. <laughs> He's like, "Do you think we can pull that off?" I was like, "No, we can't." MySpace is still on, up, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And I was like, "We are not oh, having a MySpace account." For Caitlin a website. Yeah. If you have a hashtag, the podcast is canceled, and our friendship is possible. We have to do a hashtag well. because otherwise you have to do a hashtag. Yes, because otherwise you can't find your pictures. Where? On the, when people post them everywhere. They can tag you. Oh, yeah. Then that's fine. Just, we're going to get tagged. It's not going to be like a... No no wedding hashtags. All of you. Though it does really make sense for pictures. It does. I'm sorry. It does. It does for pictures. It does. I'm sorry. It's my skeptical face. (laughs) When you have a wedding, we can talk about this. I can tap the photo and put at Katie Mac. Oh, well, yeah, but there are tons of people who are not going to do that. Though I could just be like, tag us. That would be fine as well. I don't mind. I just want someone to let us know where these pictures are on the mass galaxy that is the internet. My wedding hashtag would be fuck your hashtag. <laughs> don't forget to put it in your photos, y'all. <laughs> hashtag fuck your hashtag. That's with a Y-O. <laughs> Do you get anything, anything else in the content boom that we're in this um, week? Yes. <laughs> um, what a sizable list, y'all. No, we've gone through most of it. Um. I did something weird. Ooh. I watched Ready Player One. <laughs> How long does that boo go for? <laughs> not, long going. Enough, not long enough for Ready Player One. How did that go? Um, it was okay. It wasn't it wasn't the worst thing I've ever seen. It wasn't even like there were moments where it was like, oh, this is what people are talking about. <laughs> or like really like i just feel like that's where they went with this i hadn't read the book um i read the book oh poor you it must it was probably so much worse god it was like somebody the dude who like ran boing boing at one point was like this is the best sci-fi novel i've read in the last 10 years and i'm like well i don't really read sci-fi much so yeah i'll take that reco sure and i read it and it started off cool but then just really kind of started making me feel not great like the longer i read it and then like the dude's posing by on a DeLorean in the back yeah. on his back photo and there was definitely a scene where like as everyone in their you know Mazingers and Gundams and Evangelions and whatever else they're mm-hmm. in yeah. fan service robot they're in some space battle I think he was in like the last Starfighter uh, that, that was ship bit, yeah. or something um, the way it was written was like they went to attack but fortunately I had enough whatever in my booster to get away I was like well good for you what a moment of suspense it was really well executed <laughs> It's my ass. <laughs> so the movie, like, it was fine. There was actually some bits that were quite funny. Um, it was there was definitely like a dude, like a dude wrote, like man, a dude wrote this. I just remember Andy when it came out saying, "If this is the best we can do with six hundred, you know, with a thousand years of culture, if this is what we've come to, yeah. we deserve everything we get." <laughs> Well, I mean, like it was, it was a a, f- a fun movie, but there were moments where, like the, the the 
you know, female lead was like, you know, you know him the best. You need to do this. I was like, why, bitch? You're the one who solved, like, the second mystery. Why don't you get the money? Why do you got to help him for? Yeah, I was like, you've got this. Now, everyone did work together. Like, it was a team thing. That was the whole point was about having a team and making friends and not doing things. Yeah. Teamwork, um, which was great. And the other characters were, were great. Um, but the, the the evil guy was just, like, so predictably evil. Um, and, again, it was it was fun, but it wasn't it, – there, there were moments where I was like, really? And also, the lack of any kind of stuff from, from my childhood. So, like – Your childhood? So, like, <clears throat> oh, should I say the, the girls – culture stuff right ew. ew ew uh no sailor moon nowhere to be found um i was like where's my fucking fern gully and shit <laughs> like i was like where you know um there, there's just so much that, that it was just so dude uh, yeah and i think that's the thing the, the movie the, the biggest crit- criticism of the movie and the book itself it's mm-hmm. like it's just it's such in a world where in a world sorry <laughs> i can't help it um, at a time <laughs> in a world <laughs> where, like, this is the culture anyway. Where, like, yeah. you know, ninety percent of the movies that hit your multiplex every year are fucking catering to a certain type of nerd dude mm-hmm. for a movie to make a billion dollars type of thing. That mm-hmm. now you just have a movie that's kind of putting all of it or as much of it as it legally can, based on intellectual property rights, into the same bucket. Yeah. Know that thing? It's let's let's go back, Kate. Okay. Let's go back. What's one of the first rants I ever had on this show? Oh God, I don't remember. There's mash-ups. been some oh mash- mashups. Jordan hates this is mashup so written large. It's like you know that thing you like. Mm-hmm. We're gonna take it and another thing you like and put it in the same thing. Wow. Yeah, he really doesn't like. That's that. amazing, y'all. It's like called it's called Kate. It's called art. Art. It's art, y'all. It's art. <laughs> um. Anyways. But would you say? Yeah. It's great. No, it was it was fun. I'm gonna say it was fun. And it was were, fun. And it were, was not great. No, there were parts where I was like, "Oh, <clears throat> this this movie could have been more fun." I mean, like Spielberg knows how to make a movie. I think nobody's nobody's saying that. The, nobody's the, disputing that. The love story was terrible. <laughs> like actually, so awful and cringe. Um, and the ending was terrible and so awful and cringe. And I just, yeah, it was just, there were parts where I was like, this is terrible and so awful and cringe. It's no good, yeah. Um, but then there were other parts where I was like, oh, that was great and so much fun. I wish they would do more of that. Um, yeah. So, there you go. Well, there you go. There you go. Anything else? Uh, no, that's about it. Oh, she season four. Right. Did you get through all that? Oh, yeah, I did. <laughs> Blaze through it. It was really good. This story is really complex, and there are a lot of feels, okay? <laughs> you don't even know. Speaking of feels. Yeah. Oh, it's a real, it's a real feelsy, feelsy week for me. Oh. Uh, let's see. We talked about The Mandalorian. Um, the Good Place progresses as just one of the most amazing sitcoms, which I use that with the yeah. biggest air quotes I can I muster. Just, sitcom does not suit it. Does not. Does not sum it up. It is a comedy, I guess. Um, that is half an hour long. That's is a half hour comedy. We can say that. Yeah. Um, continues 
heading toward its mid-season finale, mm-hmm. where it will break my heart and go away for a few months. Yep. Um, but just the, the greatest thing that I have since discovered is, and I was to, this is for y'all benefit. I already told Caitlin this off mic, but they do a NBC does a sort of after-show podcast um, that goes up like immediately afterwards. Like I have to be right. careful, or I'll hear it at work before I get a chance to see the episode. It goes You're up like. like no. Goes up at like midnight on Friday after it's aired on the West Coast. Um, so they do this after show podcast. It's hosted by Mark Evan Jackson, who's the guy who plays Sean. And just his voice is just, I wish I had a, a richness in my voice on a microphone like he does. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, I play Sean. <laughs> just like, God, yeah, yes, you do. <laughs> um, and they'll usually have one of the cast members, a writer and a director of the episode. And they just kind of go through the episode type of thing. But there are all these little, like, factoids from, like, you know, writer's room leftovers or stuff that they didn't get to do yeah. type of thing. And my favorite feature is, like, there are all these canonical, 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 all these canonical facts about Jason Mendoza yeah. that will, like, never make it to the show. But, like, the writers all know it as canon. What, my favorite one being that he does not know what a farm <laughs> is. This has not come up on the show and may never, but it is accepted on everyone who writes The Good Place. If you were to make a show Bible, and Jason Mendoza's character sheet does not know what a farm is. It's amazing. Just in there. So, um, I, I don't even know what to tell you. Like, if you've, if God, what's wrong with you? If you've never seen The Good Place, all three, please, three please previous it. seasons are on Netflix. Just burn through them. Yeah. And love your life. Um, also on Netflix, is yeah, a lot of Netflix stuff on here. Um, I had to watch Dolomite is my name. And? <laughs> Similar to, uh, sometimes you watch these Netflix movies and yeah. you're like, you showed this in theaters? Like, it just feels like a TV movie. I mean, that's because right. I'm watching it on TV. But, like, it's just a small by-the-numbers biopic. And it's nice to see Eddie Murphy swear again yep. and not play a donkey or, like, a, you know, guy in a fat suit. Like, I thought he did a great job as donkey. <laughs> um, And it's a really kind of, like... You know, you like stories about underdogs trying to make something bigger than themselves. And, like, right. that's ultimately what you get here. Mm-hmm. Um, there were some details. I have a very cursory knowledge of Dolomite and Rudy Ray Moore um, just from his connection to hip-hop and how much rappers loved him sort of thing. So I knew a bit of the story, but not much. And it's just everybody just looks like they're having a good time hanging out. Right. Um, like, there's definitely a scene where... <laughs> so he plays... They're, they're filming the movie. They basically managed to get this hotel and they're like filming the entire movie in the hotel yeah um and it's time for like the love scene and one of the like extras is like you man good for you you wrote yourself into a scene where you get basically you get to fuck a white lady like yeah. <laughs> um and he's decided you know he's like he's a little they play this up in the movie a little bit that he's, he's a little put he's a little doughier than some <laughs> of the <laughs> some of the people we normally represent um it's like well we gotta make we gotta make it funny then and it's just like <laughs> So they're like, she's on top of them, and they're like, you know, fucking, and like, <laughs> the roof like comes down. <laughs> He's like, got it on a another guy off to the side, they made it with film students, right? Like these right. white film students, they're like off to the side, like <laughs> rigging the the roof so it looks like it's falling down on top of them, type of thing. <laughs> Dolomite's like, oh, you get, you, you get, damn right, yeah, you get it. <laughs> um, and then the, just the pure laughter they all have when that after the cut on that right. scene, like even Wesley Snipes, who's kind of amazing in this role, is the like very vain, like I'm above all this, but right. I get to direct type of thing. Yeah. Um, his, his line is just like, I don't know what the fuck that was, 
It was real fucking funny. <laughs> and just the, the joy there. It was, it's a fun movie to watch. The cast is impeccable. Like yeah. It's an amazing cast. And you just want to watch those fools hang out and, and have fun together. Um, so I watched that. Mentioned. I, I forgot. I'd mentioned on the show that it was coming, and I forgot. Yeah. That until Netflix on my iPad gave me a little notice, a little nudge. A little like, hey, buddy. Did you, uh, did you forget Midnight Diner was here? How could you forget that? How could I forget that, y'all? I'm disappointed. Rectified that right fucking quick. <laughs> All ten episodes of Midnight All Diner. All of them? Yeah, I tried to save the New Year's one because those are my favorites. Yeah. I tried. To save, I was like, I'll save it. It's only like a month away. Yeah. I'll say, no. Oh, my God. <laughs> no. Sorry, y'all. Midnight Diner is the amazing, comfiest show on television. Oh, yeah. Probably even comfier than Terrace House about a guy <sighs> named... Oh, ab- yes, absolutely Oh, okay. calm is. down. Calm down. I will not have you coming for Terrace House again. Travis, Travis, you were so we're, wrong. You were wrong. Not the show's wrong. Warm, You're wrong. Warm up them Twitter fingers, Travis. Your face is anyway, wrong. About a guy named the Master who runs a diner in, in Izakaya in uh, Tokyo in a Golden Guy like area of Tokyo um, between the hours of midnight and seven, which is I don't know abnormal, I guess. Yeah. Um, and just little stories about his customers and people who come in and things of that sort. And the whole gimmick is he doesn't he. Um, he only has, like, three things on the menu, but he'll, like, make whatever you want if he's got the ingredients type right. thing. Um, and my favorite thing was always how they, like, kind of break character or, like, definitely break the fourth wall at the end of the episode where they yeah. talk about how to make the food. Yes. Um, they didn't do that on the first episode of the season. Um, maybe they thought it was, like, too serious an episode type of thing. Yeah. So they didn't do it. And I was like, don't, don't do me like this. <laughs> Tokyo Diner. <laughs> Midnight Tokyo Diner stories, whatever the hell you fucking, <laughs> four, words, four words, I never get the order right. Um, but then the second episode, they did it. They brought it back. That's not even really want to talk about because that's just like a given. We need to talk about what uh, Netflix did to me after the last episode of Tokyo Diner played because you know that algorithm is going to be like, you should watch this. He likes Japan. Yeah. Watch this. I knew there was a season of Queer Eye where they went to Japan. Yeah. How was it? How much do you want to cry all afternoon? What if you wanted to you just cry, want to cry a lot? You just want to cry all the time? Yeah. You watch Queer Eye in Japan. Okay. All right. <laughs> Did you watch any of them? No. First episode is about a, they talk about the concept of just like, it's a thing in Japan. There's like an aphorism for it about like giving up being a woman. Okay. It's about, it's this woman whose sister died in a hospital, mm-hmm. um, like kind of ignored, the, you know, not how someone should end the, should reach the end of their life type of thing. So now okay. this woman has dedicated, this older woman, she's maybe in her 60s maybe, has now dedicated her life, ch- transformed her house into like, into like a hospice care, care for oh old people. God. And like wants to make the adjoining property like a community center type of thing. Yeah. And just oh my like, God, I'm getting weepy already and I'm not even yeah, watching yeah, a thing. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, there was another one. The one that killed me was, there's only four episodes and like, so that's the old woman's one. Uh, there's a one about a young gay man trying to figure out how to be like himself. He went to school abroad. He went to Canada, actually. He went oh. to he went to Vancouver, and mm-hmm. that's when he was like, "Woo, <laughs> this is who I am." <laughs> and then he came back to Japan and went, "I can't be that person here because right. Japan has a complicated relationship with the LGBTQIA folks." That's one way. To it's put it. it's one way to put it. I mean, it's getting things just keep getting better. Um. <laughs> Uh-huh. It's getting better. There's a long way, long way to go. Long way to go. Um, and 
his thing was, you know, his boyfriend was coming from London to uh, want to introduce him to his his mom and his brother. And they make it seem like it's going to be a big deal. And his mom and his brother are mad chill. Like, they, like, love his boyfriend. And it's like, oh, dude, you got, you're fine. You're fine. Um, but no, there was one with this married couple mm-hmm. who, like, just, like, were seemed to be rapidly moving towards, like, roommates or, like, like the spark was, like, gone. Right. And it's definitely the scene where, like, he has no idea if his wife even loves him anymore. Uh. And, like, Karamo, like, sits them both down. And also, like, nobody says they love each other in Japan, right? So how are you right. supposed to even ask that question? Like, Don't sits them down. Me, and George. it's this Don't moment this where he's, he's like, do you love me? And they, like, let that pause. And she just, like, tears just start rolling down her face. And you're like, where is this going? <laughs> and she says yes. And you're like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Thank God. <laughs> um, and there, and the fourth one is about a a younger girl who was really bullied really badly in high school and just mm-hmm. kind of, like, shuts down. She's, like, an incredible artist. I followed her on Instagram, like, immediately. Um and just, like, her mom, like, not even realizing, like, mm-hmm. how badly the bullying was or not knowing how to talk to her about it and right. her not knowing how to talk to her mom about it type of thing. And and it's just, it's it's queer. You know what you're getting. You're going to get yeah. fucking destroyed watching these people try to feel good about themselves. Um, <sighs> but I got to say. Yeah. I don't even think I really noticed it distinctly until watching these ones. Where's the love for Bobby? Which one's Bobby? The interior design one. AKA the only one who does any work. Interior design one. What is he? This like? blonde guy. He's got the beard. You never see him because oh. he redoes your entire fucking house while yeah. Karamo takes he, you for coffee for twenty got, minutes. Like he's got. A, he always has plaid shirts, right? Usually, yeah. yeah. He's a beard. Okay. Um, like fucking Anthony just poses smelling something in slow motion, and meanwhile, you know, Bobby's got like a bandana on, tearing down, <laughs> tearing down drywall in a fifteen square foot space with his giant. <laughs> giant frame bobby it's like thank you, you for the work. thank you for the three sweaters tan oh and here's my completely redone apartment that he did <laughs> in like 15 minutes <laughs> thanks bobby where's bobby i work at a bookstore where's bobby's book at everybody else got books bobby we need a book from you bobby you're the real mvp yeah um and that was really the only other thing that uh made a return to my life was um the the allure of a triple payout on Stock car races on Grand, Grand Theft Auto Online okay. brought back everybody's favorite show. Will Jordan's neighbors call the police <laughs> as he plays Grand Theft Auto Is Online? Is it because you're swearing so much or because it's Oh, so- yes. Oh, okay. right. Because some fool will come up behind me and bump me and not, there is no lead I cannot blow playing Grand Theft Auto. Right. And that is what happened to me. I'm also at a point now where like money generation is it turns out i wasted like five years in the game and just should have gone straight to gun running that was the one that really like has the best payouts and i also figured out how to reliably throttle my internet so i don't get jackasses right entering entering my session and trying to blow me up right it's just like i'm just like i'm like the omega man i'm like the last man in san andreas (laughs) just like running around selling guns making money (laughs) and then if i but if i want to do anything i have to like go back in my settings and tweak it but it relaxes me (laughs) y'all Yeah. Yes, it's putting bullets in people. It's what I do to relax. When Mr. Malash, I was playing when Mr. Malash came up here for my birthday a couple of weeks ago. He seemed a little alarmed when I just, you know, with little care was like dinging pedestrians on <laughs> my way to go somewhere. Well, he has a kid now, so that's different. Yeah, he, he likes playing, you know, he plays Ninja Turtle games. Yeah. They were robots, it's fine. Or Goose games. Bless the Goose game. Yeah. Man, the nerds are mad about the Pokemon game because they're always mad about Pokemon games. Uh, I don't even know what. Uh, d- what? You know why you say that? Why? Because you're not a baby. 
Shots fired. No, there's no net decks in Sword and Shield. Shut the shut the fuck up. Anyway. Anyway. It was a solid hour of content. We barely, yeah. we pretty much forgot that we have another whole thing to do here. We do. Y'all. We have a whole other hat. Well, it's not going to be half. It's probably going to be real quick. I'm yeah. not going to lie. But yeah. November Crapathon rolls on. Yeah. Oh, man. And you guys should, like, this week's going to be fine. But next week? Ooh, oh, next man. Week. A, I don't even know what next week y'all is. You know what next week is. Do I? Yeah, you do. Oh, it's a fucking do. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Well, before we get to that, (laughs) we have to talk about the things we brought each other this week, which we'll get to in a moment. Hey, y'all. Welcome back to the program. This is the part of the show where Caitlin and I talk about the things we brought each other. Normally, stuff we like, stuff we're into, stuff we're happy to share with each other. Yep. And then for some reason in November, we just say, fuck it. Yeah. Have some garbage. Yeah. And that's what we did again this week. Mm Mm-hmm. But we still have rules. We do. Of a sort. Of a sort. (laughs) The first rule being the rule of three. The thing comes in parts have to consume three of those parts. Full disclosure, only watch two. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Okay. Um, I figure Caitlin has done this on more than one occasion. Yes. I'm allowed to only, I'm allowed to have one week where I only watch two. Yeah. And there's just so much content out there. So much content. So much. Uh, Second rule is hashtag save it for the pod. Don't talk about the thing. I never even know if Caitlin has watched the thing until we're seated here and she starts talking about details. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, oh, she did watch it. (laughs) I have no idea. Yeah. None. Yeah. It makes it so that you get the freshest and hottest of takes. Don't you want hot, fresh takes? About things that are really old. So old. So old. But if they're so old, you've probably never seen them. You probably didn't even know they existed. No. We care about you so much, we want to make sure that the takes that are provided to you are the best takes we can possibly provide. Yeah. So we don't tell each other anything. Nope. Not when we're... Well... Most mostly we don't. Mostly we. Don't. Mostly we don't. And there's occasionally. We I didn't do. even ask about yo to be fucking till we got here. No, no. I just wanted that bit to be hot, hot and fresh for you on the front half of the show. Yeah. I wanted to come in with that hot, that hot fire for your head top. Fire, fire. Um, the third rule, which isn't really a rule, it's more of a policy, is that there will be spoilers. There will be. And it doesn't. Who yeah. cares? That really, no this one should stuff care is right now. so old and so crap. Yeah. Why do you right. care? Unless you want to have the crap just wash over you fresh. Yeah. With no warning. I mean, you do you. Yeah. But. Yeah, you do you. Um, so, full disclosure, uh, before we get into it. Uh, <laughs> it happens. Because I believe that my thing is first that I gave you. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, this is one of my mama's favorite shows of all time. It's going to be be an interesting chat. Yeah, because, and here's the thing. I actually kind of like this show, and it didn't, I didn't realize how, like, bad it was until I was watching it with my friend Ren, and she was like, what are we watching? Why are we watching this? And I was like, oh, is this bad? Is this bad? <laughs> and there's, like, weird elements of, like, it's so 80s, this show. Oh, yeah. Like... Oh, Sorry, yeah. and this show is Robin of Sherwood. Um, it's so 80s that Robin has a mullet. 
but it's set don't, in the 12th don't, century. Don't, don't spoil the hair yet. Okay, okay. So the hair is me, immaculate. See, so the show is weird because there wasn't a lot of fantasy out there at the time. So it was 84, I think I read? Uh, yes. So the, shore, the show went from 84 to 86. My mom owns this show on DVD. Like, and she watches DVD. It. Yeah, she I thought that was coming with the VHS. No, no, no. no. no when it came out on DVD, she was so excited. She bought it immediately. They put this out on DVD. Yes, it's amazing. Yeah, and she's watched it multiple times since. So the, the the weird thing with the show, there wasn't a lot of fantasy out there, and it did some things that were very different for the time, um, and specifically for the Robin Hood myth it's probably the show that's done like the most for the myth in the last i don't know thousand years anyways besides actually being you know robin hood <laughs> <laughs> yeah there's that um dare okay. you besmirch russell crowe like that so uh robin of sherwood is a british television series based on the legend of robin hood created by richard carpenter it was produced by htv in association with the gold crest and ran from 84 to 86 on the itv network in the United States, it was shown on the premium, premium cable TV channel, Showtime, um, and later on PBS. Uh, it, the show, I could say who the show starred, you wouldn't know who they are. don't know. Ray Winstone is like the only guy you're going to know. Yeah. Um, and he's young and skinny, so you won't even know him then. No. Um, so, unlike previous adaptations of the Robin Hood legend, Robin of Sherwood combined a gritty, authentic production design with elements of real-life history, 20th century fiction, and pagan myth. Robin of Sherwood has been described by historian Stephen Knight as the most innovative and influential version of the myth in recent times. The series is also notable for its music, musical score by Clannad, which it is amazing, uh, which won a BAFTA award. Bobby, <laughs> Anyways. Since, y'all. Since. Um, uh, there's a bunch of stuff. You don't really, it doesn't really matter. Uh, all of that. Okay. Robin of Sherwood is one of the most influential treatments of the core Robin Hood legend since The Adventures of Robin Hood, featuring a realistic period setting and introducing the character of the Saracen? Saracen? No. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Well, anyways, um, basically, oh, what's his name in the series? He is the Muslim dude. Um... I think it was Azim when Morgan Freeman played him, but... Um, yeah, it's not that, but he's a Sarakin, I think, is what the name is. Oh, Nasir. That's his name, Nasir. Nasir. Um, uh, and that was never in the story before. Hmm. Um, I think also the idea of him being off in Crusades was not in the story before. So that's the first time that happened. Um, also the uh, inclusion of Hearn the Hunter, who's basically like a wizard. Um... (laughs) Basically, uh, you know, Robin gaining a magic sword called Albion, the outlaws battling against black magicians and demons, as well as the sheriff and henchmen. That was all sort of added in to make this much more like magical and uh, pagan and stuff. Um, this show made variants pretty cool in the show from what I remember when I was a kid. Um, I didn't rewatch it. Sorry, Jordan. <laughs> I had to do this one alone. I was thinking about it, and I was like, maybe Chris would like to see this, but <laughs> nope. I'm pretty sure he would just do the same thing Ren did, which was like, why are we watching this? What What is this show? Um, so yeah, Jordan, what did you think? And you said this conversation is going to be interesting, so. There's n- no notes? There are no notes. I don't know that I've ever had something... 
that you've given me. Mm-hmm. That for good or ill. Yeah. Just didn't move the needle. There's no notes. <laughs> I could not think of a single thing to write about this Even show. the hair? The hair is pretty immaculate. Of of our of our lead. Yeah. Very very air blown out. Mm-hmm. Very blown out. Ooh, it's very Farrah Fawcett. Sarah yeah, Farrah Fawcett. Very, Sarah Sand Farrah Fawcett. <laughs> um I you love the music. When the music would kick in every time I was like, that's very jarring. <laughs> um Clannad to me, like Clannad is my childhood. Sorry, so. that, that's Enya's first band, y'all, yeah. just in case you were wondering. Yeah. This is Enya music. Yeah. But like really good Enya music. Um, really good eighties Enya music. So the only option I had, because I did not have Caitlin's mother's copies of the DVDs yeah. to watch this, I found it on Daily Motion. Yep. How was that? Ad incentivized? <laughs> really? Y'all put ads on Robin to Sherwood? You're welcome for the uh, <laughs> third of a nickel I gave you for for each episode. Uh, I only watched two, yep. which worked because it seems to work. At, you know, it's a British show. Yeah. It's only like six episodes long on the season. And it was like a two-part, little two-parter there. Her and the Hunter shows up? When that fucking... So, the preface there is like, so because I'm watching it on a daily motion, you know what it doesn't have? What? Subtitles. Oh, no. I forgot. Take a, take a, take a smooth guess at a percentage of the dialogue <laughs> I caught on this show. Um, 60%? Ooh. <laughs> is that too high? Ooh, we're lucky. <laughs> I think 40 is being generous. <laughs> a deer-headed motherfucker came out at one point, and I was like, who? What? <laughs> How? Huh? Um, He's a wizard. <laughs> sure. Honestly, this was a real like Wikipedia open at the same time. Like, <laughs> what is happening? Why do we want? There's a there's a silver arrow we have to get for mm-hmm. some reason. Mm-hmm. Now, I mean, that said, there were times like the art the the classic archery contest bit where mm-hmm. like, you know, did the Errol Flynn one? No, it was Errol Flynn who played him in the original. I one, believe so, yes. Yeah. Did they do the whole or? Did it or the uh, Disney-based, the, the Fox-based Disney one do the thing where he shot? Is that a well-known thing about him shooting the arrow down the other arrow? So to like, I, I don't know, actually. Because they did it in this one, I was yeah. su- and I was surprised. And I was like, well, damn, if they were the first ones to do that, that's they pretty dope. Um, so I like that bit. And that, when I could understand the dialogue, I kind of dug it. Um, ooh. There's a, there's a way of filming action that's very 80s. Yeah. Don't. <laughs> Did they do any slow mo books? Like, like I, I came from the first episode of The Mandalorian yeah. to this. Oh no! Don't do that. Where it's like, don't do that. You never see the other person. Yeah, it's like a guy swinging a sword at yeah. the camera. It's like, ooh, thrilling. Oh yeah, it's like Forever Night. What's that? Oh my god! time Ren and I spend time together, we watch a terrible vampire thing. Or just like a vampire show. Mm. Like, it's just our thing. We watched um, Moonlight, which I've given you. Uh, we watched uh, Vampire Academy. We watched a bunch of other things. Not Vampire Academy, sorry. The other one. Diaries. Vampire Diaries, yeah. Um, <laughs> all I can think now is Vampire Vampire Diaries plus Police Academy. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Um, and so last time I was like, well, there was this show from like the 80s and early 90s Canadian that I really liked when I was like a kid, whatever, called Forever Night. That it does is, sound vaguely familiar. Like I saw commercials for it or something. So 
bad. And we couldn't we couldn't watch it. It was that bad. We couldn't we tried two episodes and we were just like, no, we can't do this. It's just so terrible. Um so that is definitely one for next year. Super <laughs> put a pin in that one. Uh anyways. But yeah, just like the action here is <laughs> When he finally faced off with with the wizard yeah. there at the end. Yeah. It's like, oh man, he's going to do some cool stuff. He takes out the tiniest little <laughs> knife. The wizard, that is. Now he's doing magic stuff with it where he just kind of jabs yeah. the air. And oh no, Robin's been cut. He's fighting him with mind bullets. <laughs> My, a mind knife. Um, <laughs> he takes out that tiny little knife. Um, I did not get what was happening with... So... Wizard guy had a homeboy there in like the black tunic okay. type thing and the two swords. Yeah. Does this ring a bell? No. Okay. Well, never mind then. You didn't know who that guy was? He was like about feel, to, Was he, he like a big guy? No, not really. Mm, he had like okay. a goatee and black curly hair type of thing. And oh, okay. he was like about to like chalk Robin's head off and then doesn't and kind of like smile. The, the, the merry men, although they're never called as such, like mm-hmm. come in the back door and they're like, get away from him. And Robin's like, I told you not to come. And the guy in black is just like, and then the scene goes to something else. It's like, what? What is happening here? Um, But like, I'm just watching it and I'm like, this is just, it's just doing nothing. Like, I don't hate this. Mm -hmm. I definitely don't love this. Yeah. But I don't hate this. It's just. You want to know something crazy about the show? Hmm. Robin dies. I was just about to bring that up. I read that. Yeah. And And because he he calls that, he calls that out at one point. Yeah. He's basically, as he's going off to fight the wizard or something, he's, you, you could die. And if he's like, basically, if I do, one of y'all are yeah. the new Robin. Yeah. I actually I thought, that was, I thought that was a cool, it was, cool bit. It was such a big scene um, that I re- like re- distinctly remember it from my childhood. Just like what happens, which is they all um, like, you know, shoot these flaming swords like over a river or a lake or right, something. Right. And then this other guy who's kind of... I think you kind of meet him in the second season. He um, shoots an arrow as well, and, like, he becomes the new Robin, whatever. That's interesting that you just, like, it's neither, it's just like, eh. I was just sitting, yeah, I was eh. just watching it, just like, okay, this isn't terrible. Like, you've given me things that have gotten a visceral reaction out of me. This has got no, no reaction. reaction. Okay, well, there you go. So, I mean, I guess it's a, it, I guess that makes it a five. It's not a pass or a fail. It yeah. Was just, it was just, it just there. It's just there. I can't recommend watching it. It's on daily motion. Like, yeah. help yourself. I think the whole fucking thing is there. Or like, follow up my mom. You're gonna have she to definitely <laughs> call up DVD. Linda, get yeah. the DVDs. Otherwise, you have to sit through 15 commercials for Camille Cabello's North American tour. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Havana, na na na. See her in arena near you this fall. So yeah. All right. I'm just still puzzled by it. I'm just still puzzled by it. If you've days seen later, this show. Days later, I'm just puzzled by it. If what you, should I think of this show, y'all? Yeah. Uh, okay. All right. That's fair enough. <clears throat> now into your thing. Now into my thing. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's just... I, I, I just I just have him on the brain lately, y'all. I've been giving him... Giving his projects to Caitlin. Somewhat fairly fair bit of regularity lately mm-hmm. i was trying to think i was like this did he ever have a stinker though yeah i thought on it for a minute i was like oh yeah he did <laughs> oh yes he did mm-hmm. and that was a movie called the golden child mm-hmm. starring your man eddie murphy directed by michael ritchie 
came out in 1986. And this is like, this is peak Eddie. Right. This is like 48 Hours, Trading Places, Beverly Hills Cop. Those all came out. Yeah. His SNL run, Delirious. Right. He's king of the fucking world. Yeah. And then he does this. And which is interesting because I've never heard of this ever. You never heard of this movie before. Never. Like other things I hadn't watched, but I definitely heard of. Mm. Never even heard of it. Never even heard of it. No. So wildly consider just, even though it made back its budget and then some, just yeah. pur- purely on the strength of him, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, even he himself, by the time he was doing like press for coming to America, right. the following, the next, which was his next movie, mm-hmm. was like, you yeah, know, that was garbage. Yeah. <laughs> the Golden Child was not good. Um, and I think he refused to just act on movies after that. Right. I think it was like, no, I get to, I get to pass it the script type of thing, or I get to improv, yeah. or I get to do whatever. So what is this weird monstrosity about? That's a great question, Jordan. <laughs> Please tell the audience. It is, oh God, uh, the very short description on Wikipedia without going into a full plot synopsis. I'm like, listen, you got to get better at the, at the teasers here, Wikipedia. Yeah. I'm going to dive right in. Um, Murphy plays a character named Chandler Jarrell, or Yarrell, depending on who you ask. Yeah. Um, who is informed that he is the chosen one and destined to save the golden child, the savior of all man- humankind, who is not the Dalai Lama, but no. kind of is. But kind of is. Sort yeah. of. Is from Tibet. Or no, they go to Tibet. Yeah. It's not Nepal, it's Tibet. Uh, in addition to A. Murphy, the movie star Charlotte Lewis, who I promptly Google image searched to see what happened to yes, her. I would like to know that. Good Lord. What a beautiful fucking woman. Um, Where'd you go? What you doing? Um, she... We'll talk off mic. She had some weird Roman Polanski. Uh, okay. All right. Post Me Too World is a, is, is a weird time for stories like that. We'll mm-hmm. talk off mic. And also, I mean, I wouldn't have known at the time and wouldn't have known until now that your boy Tywin Lannister shows up. Yeah, he does. <laughs> playing the villain, Brother Noomsi. <laughs> who, who, again, I talked about how, like, um, what the fuck was that terrible movie I gave you last time? Oh, God. Marked for Death? Yes. How, like... Screwface is like a hip hop thing, yeah. Like in some circles, like that that movie, despite being terrible, has had. Yeah. And I feel like I've heard references to Brother Noompsy and mm-hmm. other things, forgetting that it's Eddie Murphy as <clears> this <throat> character making fun of Tywin Lannister. Yeah. Anyway, uh, he's a weird. He's a, he's not a cop, but the cops have no problem with him by doing finding missing children. Yeah, and also, how does he get paid? How who pays him? How does he get paid? And hot hot Charlotte Lewis, who played what's her name? Kinang is that her name? I can't remember. Tibet something. Yeah. Tibetan Jane. Finds, oh, wow. Sees him on talking about, um, on like a public access show, trying to find this woman, yeah. this girl, a 16 year old girl who got kidnapped and he's trying to find her type of thing. And she's like, that's, he, he finds missing children. We have a missing child. We'll use him. And, but she knows that he's the chosen one. How do they decide he's the cho- chosen one? She just knows. She just knows. Just, she, she, she just, just knows. knows. Anyway, despite Eddie Murphy's, best efforts because mm-hmm. i'm not he, he didn't half-ass it he definitely he's funny in the movie at he, times he actually is he's funny vi- in the, he's the funny in the movie he's very funny but i don't think it's, it's not really meant to be a con it's not trying to i mean when listen when tywin lannister turns into a claymation gargoyle by the end of the movie like obviously we're dealing with there is <laughs> there's so much it, it's not a straightforward comedy but anyway it's uh on a rewatch it reminded me it was one of the weirdest movies that yep. probably ever existed mm-hmm. and definitely one of the weirdest movies that ever existed on a like major movie star's resume right so i'm gonna just clear out the lane as i'm prone to do caitlin mckinnon yeah 
what the hell did you think of this nonsense? Um, this movie is very confusing. <laughs> this movie, like, there's a minute, a minute at the beginning where it's just showing like the ceremony where the child is like, so right. they have a um a process when they're trying to find the like people who are resurrected. Yes. No, right. That's not the right word. Uh, people who are reincarnated. Um, and they have a system where they look at children all over the country and um, they have them like choose the toy, yes. uh, their favorite toy. Um, they do other things like that. So they're showing like this the same ver- type of process. And initially you're like, okay, well, this hasn't started up terribly. Like this is a cool scene. They're not over explaining things, which I hate when, pe- when movies and shows do. Um, and then there's like a cutaway scene and like the guitar rift sounds and you're like, oh no, it, welcome, welcome 80s. Oh yes. Um, and then it's showing like these bad guys with a cage trudging through the snow. And then you're like, oh, is it going to be one of those movies? Because I read a, like there's just a tiny bit of a synopsis while I was, because it's on um, uh, Amazon. Amazon. Yeah. So it has like a little synopsis. So I kind of knew what it was about and I was like. Oh, it's probably one of those where it's like Kung Fu, the legend continues, where you don't really know like if it's mysticism or not. <laughs> you can't really tell. No, no, no. There's straight up fucking wizards and demons and shit. Oh, yeah. And like the golden child has magic powers. He brings a parrot back to life or yep. whatever type of bird it is. Um, he astral projects all kinds of stuff. Um, he, <laughs> psychokinesis. He's like. Makes a Pepsi can into a... A dancing... Dancing... Little guy. <laughs> like, there's a lot going on in this film. Um, the child actor was great. Um, Eddie Murphy was great. What's-her-name was great. Charlotte Lewis. And yeah. I, upon watching it, I mean... All the acting was fine. We, we, gave, we gave the shouts earlier to Watchmen, but I mean, this movie came out in 1986. Yeah. That had, like, a black man. And, and she's, uh, I think her... I, Having Wikipedia her immediately, mm-hmm. um, Chilean Iraqi, I think, like mix of everything, yeah. but like probably Chilean Iraqi is the is the source of the melanin in mm-hmm. in her, um, and like those are your leads, yeah, and like the white guy is a villain who doesn't have a ton of screen time, but nope. like it's Who's... mostly Asian people and black people that's like yeah. in the movie, mm-hmm. um, and just like the acting was good, like the acting on its own was good. It was all the other shit. The, this, the, even the dialogue wasn't that terrible. I mean, Eddie Murphy did like all the heavy lifting in this film, mm. um, but like it wasn't. It was. It wasn't even the dialogue. It was like the story was just weird. It's so, like it's cool when they like set him up to like bounce off of stuff. Like, yeah. You should let yourself out more. You can just be a little naked lady hanging behind the screen <laughs> watching soap operas all day. Like, you can't do that. It's like, oh, that's funny. And it turns out she's actually like a dragon lady, like yeah. with a dragon tail. It's like, that's, oh, okay. That's <laughs> odd. Yeah. Even before rewatching the movie, that's like the weird, like, creepy was, scene I still had in my head, like, from watching it as a kid. Like It only, the only kind of compar- comparison is, um... Oh, there it is. Oh, God. Missed it. Okay. Walk it so out. <laughs> the one uh-huh. with something, Russell, no, um, uh, Russell? Kurt, Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell. And it's not Chinatown, but it's set in Chinatown. Big Trouble in Little, Little China. Little China, yes. Took shorter than I thought. Yeah. Um, it also, was the Kurt also never seen. Oh, what? Yeah, never seen a Snake Bliskin movie. Jesus Christ. I got this list is just so long now. <laughs> Terrible. I'm gonna find some more anime for this one. I'm just making it too easy on her lately. I know, really. 
Okay, I gotta write this down. Anyways, it kind of it, it isn't the same because Big Trouble in Little China is just fucking bizarre. But it has that same like element in it. Mm. Like there's the crumbs of it there of just like weird stuff. And I love that everyone else, um, like the people he's working with are just like, yeah, she was raped by a dragon. Like we had family members who were raped by a dragon. So now she's like part of part dragon lady. Um, and he's like, oh, okay. That's not normal. <laughs> um, so yeah, that, that kind of stuff was fun. But the, the weird like Ghostbusters claymation, <laughs> <laughs> for some reason, even in the Ghostbusters, it was weird, but it worked a little bit more in the yeah. Ghostbusters. Whereas this is just strikingly not. Yeah. And then they're like, like, there's just weird. Yeah. There's just a lot of weird moments. So I think as far as like, and there wasn't any moments where you're like, oh, this is so bad. It's good. It's just the bad parts are bad. Yeah. I feel like you re- you could remake. The- Where's this remake? <laughs> Someone <laughs> oh my remake God. this. Hello, I take Caitlin McKinnon going to bat for the Golden Child re- redo. <laughs> I feel like it could have been good. Does that make sense? Possibly with uh, like, could, what was the real it, problem with this film? Could it have been good? What's to the internet. <laughs> Where when I Google this casino a good movie? Was like, like think about, okay, Big Trouble in Little China. It's got like a whole, like it's also weird and terrible. And it's got a whole like cult following. Um, So production. Um, Some guy who only had one writing credit wrote a script called The Rose of Tibet, which he planned as a Raymond Chandler movie with supernatural elements. It attracted a bidding war and Paramount bought the script for $300,000. Uh, reception. Murphy said in 1989, quote, my pictures make their money back no matter how I feel. For instance, about The Golden Child, which was a piece of shit. The movie made more than $100 million, to whom I to say it sucks. Um, after The Golden Child, Murphy would participate in writing many of his films going forward. Um, yeah, it was just it's just a weird vibe. What, what, what did our boy Raj say? Mr. Ebert. He gave it three out of four stars. Okay. Allegedly, right. um, said it may not be the Eddie Murphy movie we were waiting for, but it will do. It's funnier, more assured, and more tailored to Murphy than Beverly Hills Cop. Oh, Raj, you're fuck the <laughs> my foot. You, you, wow. are, you are high with it. You've seen Beverly Hills Cop, right? No. Oh my god. <laughs> come back, come back in January for Murphy for Murphy month. <laughs> Just make Caitlin watch like Eddie, every Eddie Murphy movie I loved oh, as a child. Oh, here we go. Um, it's just a weird. Supernatural did not work with Eddie Murphy. Although I will say in, in the rewatch, they fly to Tibet because, of course. Yeah. Um, well, actually, I was I thought it was just the whole thing was going to take place in Los Angeles. <laughs> and then they actually go to Tibet. And I was like, hey. <laughs> Maybe if Eddie Murphy didn't have the career he had, this movie would not be viewed as, like, unforgivingly as it is. But right. It is. Like, there are parts that are really bad all the villain stuff is terrible the being surrounded by evil on foresight like it's just it's almost like there are parts that are too dark and then parts that are he's got to eat oatmeal with blood in it that's yeah. why they killed the girl he's looking for so they could use her blood, blood to feed him like, to it's just to that's make him, all weird make him impure i feel like they could have reworked things so it worked a little bit better and wasn't so dark if that makes any sense it's just, it's a weird, I guess tonally, it just... It, Maybe that's the thing. It's yeah. just the tone is like way too weird. And it flips back and forth so much. Also, what is that love story? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. 
you're going to write a love story, write a good love story. Get the people to know each other for a little bit. Have them hang out. She's so fine, though. She's incredibly good looking. <sighs> Caitlin? Yeah. What do you give I, this pile of questions? Like a six? It's like, fair. I kind of want people to watch it so they can tell me what's going on and just like... <laughs> what's wrong with this? What's, what is what is all the things that are wrong with this? Um, but yeah. Yeah. So, like a six. There you go. That's on Amazon Prime. If you've never seen The Golden Child... Yeah. Put it in the, on like, the background. Like I say, do yourself a favor and see The Golden Child. But, you know, check it out. Whatever. Yeah. If, you have, if you've watched all the content, <laughs> you're just starving for content, then... Uh, if you've watched all 30 seasons of The Simpsons. Yeah. <laughs> watch The Golden Child. Watch The Golden Child. All right. Well. Well. We knew it was going to be a little meaty. We hadn't seen each other in like three weeks. And so. we kind of owed you guys some time, I feel. Yeah, we did. We kind of we kind of bailed on you last last week mm-hmm. with well, not with no warning, but I mean we let you know. But we still we feel bad. We do feel bad. We do feel happens. bad. Yeah. If you would like to uh, accept our apology, you can do that on any of our socials, primarily Twitter. Get above Twitter at GeekdownPod. GeekdownPod is where most of the socials live: Insta, Gmail, Facebook. Yes. Sure. Sure. If you'd like to support this endeavor financially, you can do that via patreon.com slash geekdownpod or ko-fi.com slash geekdownpod for a one-time commitment. Because we know how you kids feel about commitment. We, we get it. Thank you for listening every week, friends, as you do. Find us wherever you get your audio content. Give us a rate and review, subscribe, all that fun stuff. Your mans will bring it to you. He's mad we didn't bring him up until this point, but Chauncey Frostilicus III delivering that content to your ear holes each and every week. It's what he loves to do. My name is Jordan Ferguson. My name is Caitlin McKinnon. The theme song is by Rob Gasser, and we hope you will join us next week. scanning at work the other night i can't remember <laughs> and were you just like caitlin should be here yes. to laugh at this <laughs> always funny she would find this so much funnier than this curmudgeon in front of me <laughs> <laughs> i was like were you looking in a mirror <laughs> <laughs>